0: podcast presented by Don't You Know Sports. I am your host, Mike Loftus, and today we are joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Michael Hittings. We're going to be discussing the NFC North. We're going to be breaking it down through the first two weeks of the NFL season. And Michael, the Lions are one and one right now. The whole division is one and one right now. They the are. Lions have scored a lot of points. Yes, Tell they me. have right now. Are they going to win the division? Can they do it?
1: This is the Lions, so like, as great as that game was against the Commanders, Mike, as much as I want to sip on that ice-cold, delicious Honolulu Blue Lions Kool-Aid, I am aware that they break hearts. They're not at division title caliber yet. I'm not putting them on the level, no. of the Packers or the Vikings, but that's one of the most complete games I've seen them play in a long while, and they did it. Mind you, they they dominated Washington up front and they were missing their entire interior offensive line, both their starting, both offensive guards and starting center. So they played backups on the interior line and their line still dominated what's supposed to be a good defensive front in Washington. Like yeah, absolute complete game put together. They got up 22, nothing. Uh, Washington comes back. They chip away third quarter, make it 22, 15. Old Lions teams, they blow that game. You know what I mean? Like they're up twenty-two nothing, but Washington comes back and wins it. And, and Dan Campbell talks about grit, how his players and his team needs to play with grit. If you want to win in this league, you got to have grit. You got to have that toughness. And as Washington chips away, the Lions offense makes just enough plays, gets another couple scores, holds off, holds I holds off Washington, holds on and wins that game. And I. It was just a complete game from the Lions, and they usually don't do that, and it was a pleasant surprise, and, man, glorious to see. So, uh, I would love to say they're a division title contender, man, (laughs) and if they play like that, I mean, I'm going to be happy Lions, man. They're going to make things a heck of a lot more interesting than I thought they would.
0: Yeah, I, I am very impressed with the Lions, so... This is also a team. So this team has put up back to back 35 point games, at least 35. So 35 against yeah. the Eagles and then 36 against the Redskins. I mean, uh, Commanders. I'm so sorry. Sorry, commanders. I apologize if I offended anybody out there. Anyway, uh, the Eagles, we just saw them play last night. They dismantled the Vikings. They made yes, they the Vikings did. look horrible. They made the Vikings look like what the Packers did in week one. You know, they couldn't move the ball until the fourth quarter in garbage time when they're down by two plus scores. Right. And this is, you know, it's also an Eagles team that that I think personally has a pretty good defense. So Lions kind of almost won that game. They were behind the whole game, but they kind of almost came came back. And then this time they put up a heck of a game against against the commanders. You know, Carson Wentz kind of kind of did whatever he wanted with the ball with him and Johan Dotson. I mean, for the most part, this is a complete Lions. That was a complete Lions game. They played good. I'm really impressed.
1: Yeah, yeah and the Lions, very rarely do they put together complete games. Even in some <laughs> of the best Stafford years, it was like, all right, they won that one because, you know, they played pretty bad for three quarters, but somehow they were only down 10, and then Stafford got them two touchdowns in the fourth, and they won. But, yeah. you know. That one was one of those where it's like this culture that Dan Campbell's trying to instill of being a tough, hard-nosed, physical team and playing full, complete games. Finally started to see it on Sunday.
0: Yeah, you know they I mean? are. They are greedy. And I think that's a great like word for them. They're just a gritty team. They're going to win games that they shouldn't win this year. And I don't mean to brag but I'm going to throw this out there. I was the only one of the six of us on this podcast. I was the only one who took the over on six and a half wins. And I'm feeling good about it, man. You did. I think they're going to do it. I'm pumped for your life. Cause you know, the lions, they feel like my little brother. So it's yeah. kind of nice. seeing I get them. it.
1: I get it. <laughs> you know, you, you kind of root for them. You're like, all right. I mean, I know you're in the division and all, but like you, you win a little bit. I feel bad for you at times. I give you respect for buying in, I, you know, I think some of us Lions fans are like, okay, I kind of like where this is going, but they're still the Lions, right?
0: Yeah. Or they can't you still. Possibly. The Lions are gonna Lions.
1: Like, exactly. You know, we have the whole SOL thing here in Detroit. SOL, same <laughs> old Lions. You just know something's going to go wrong. And at the end of the day, you're saying, ha, there it is. Same old Lions. New way of losing, but they found a way to lose. And Sunday was a complete opposite of same old Lions, you know? I still have the under on six. And I think part of that is just this is what I've grown up with. I'm trying not to, as I said earlier, drink the Kool-Aid. But I'm I'm nervous, Mike, I, I, on that call. Like I, if they play more games like this, man, they're hitting the over on six and a half. I think you're right.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I could see them. I could actually see them stealing a game from the Packers and Vikings at some point. Maybe not. Maybe not both. But I mean, they could do both. They could do it, man. If they play like
1: that, you get Green Bay on an off day. Minnesota on an off day. Lions put together that type of game that they played against Washington. Yeah, they're good enough to. I think they proved Sunday they're good enough to to take one from those yeah. teams.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited for the Lions because you know I've been I've been hating on the Vikings and the Bears for so long. It's time for me to hate on someone else. Give me a reason for the Lions to be good so I can hate on them.
1: It's, well, fair, fair. Hate on them. the other
0: thing. I wanted to quick point out total points scored through the first two weeks: Vikings thirty, Packers thirty four, Bears twenty nine, Lions. 71.
1: 71 points.
0: Just saying. It's they, kind, of a, it's kind score, of a lot. They, they, they can,
1: can score. score the ball. Like, it, it, you go down the line, it's just like, they're O-line, even they're playing well with the backups. DeAndre Swift's a tank. Amon Ross St. Brown is difficult to guard. TJ Hawkins is a good tight end. And yep. like with all those weapons, if they're giving Goff time to throw, like, no one here is going to say Goff is anywhere close to an elite quarterback, but if you're at least giving him time and he can make the right proper reads, he's not bad. But like you know, they're scoring 35 and a half a game with Jared Goff at quarterback.
0: Yeah. And uh, Jared Goff, low key right now, six touchdowns, one interception. It's efficient, like kind of Aaron Rodgers' pace right now. <laughs> efficient football, man. Yes. I like what I'm seeing out of the Lions. I hope that they can keep it up. I actually, I genuinely really do. They, they can score a lot of points. Man, DeAndre Swift, he's got that dog in him.
1: Yeah, he does. Anyone, go back and watch some highlights of DeAndre Swift from this past Sunday. I am still in awe over the touchdown he scored. Third and 15, Jared Goff is getting pressured up the wazoo. He just, off balance, has to, like, lob it to DeAndre Swift. The ball almost hits the ground. Swift has to dive on the ground for it. He dives, catches it, gets up, jukes about three guys, and goes 15, 20 yards to the end zone. Most players cannot make that kind of move, and I'm just like, man, the Lions don't usually have these guys. Like, yeah, they got playmakers, man. I'm like trying not to get excited because I, I am expecting the shoe to drop at some point, but, like, feeling pretty good.
0: Realistically speaking, yeah, they're probably going to be 6-7, maybe, probably maxed out at 8 wins. Um, uh, But either way, it's a huge improvement. I do like what I see. Um, They are gritty. They're going to win games they shouldn't. They're also going to lose horribly because guess what? They're the Lions. It's what they do. Yeah. But while it's still fresh in our heads, uh, last night we did have the Vikings-Eagles games. The Vikings looked horrible. So we have one version of the Vikings where they look amazing. They're at home against Packers, destroy the Packers. And then they go to Philadelphia and they don't even look like a football team. They can't move the ball. They, They can't stop anything. It's just bad. Basically all around for them as far as I know.
1: Right. You said it earlier, Mike, this just has shades of week one when Green Bay went to Minnesota. And it just was like, they're not this bad. That was just a bad game against a pretty decent team on the road. Philly, I think, is a very good team. I think top to bottom roster wise, they're a fairly complete roster. They're well built to Jalen Hurts' strengths. And you've got to come in ready to play. Mm -hmm. And, And it just didn't look like Minnesota was ready to match. What no, it was providing
0: and I don't want to put all the blame on Kirk Cousins either because I feel like that basically was most mostly the team around him played worse than he did. I think that he kind of tried to mitigate a lot of what bad was going on and then at the end. He was like, "Okay, we have to do this. I got to start making risky plays. Like, we we have to make, a, we have to force something." Right. And then that's when he started getting more in trouble. When he picked it off to like Darius Slay like twice, you know.
1: Yeah, you see that, and I know Lions fans too. Darius Slay's another name. Like, yeah, thanks Matt Patricia. <laughs> right that guy could be still in our secondary. He's a dog. He's a very good cornerback. He works hard. He's gifted skills wise, and and he was on Justin Jefferson like glue yesterday. And it. Yeah. Most guys cannot cover Justin Jefferson like that. And I, that took something away from Kirk, right? When you take away a quarterback's biggest offensive weapon, that hurts his ability to make plays the way he needs to make plays.
0: Uh, yeah, there was one One of the picks was where Jefferson, he was doing, I think it was like a corner route, basically right in the end zone, and he goes behind the cornerback. So he doesn't he has to he has to pivot in front of him, you know, so that it's just him and Kirk with no one in between them. But he goes behind him and then Kirk anticipates it, throws it. I mean, it probably could have been a decent throw if you ran the right route, but Jefferson screwed that up, which is something that I wasn't expecting to see because he has been lights out, like
1: lights out, Yeah. yeah him and Cousins usually have that kind of connection where they, mm-hmm. all right, he knows where Jefferson's going to be. The ball's going to be right there. And, you know, it's just not a read Cousins usually makes. Yeah. One thing that offensively with the Vikings that does concern me a little bit, and I, I think it's intended play calling, where is Dalvin Cook? Where is Delvin Cook's effectiveness? Like, oh, I know well, it's she- a different style offense than what they've run in the past, but like, that guy is a very good running back, a very capable offensive weapon that I think you need to use to be to be as successful as you can possibly be. And I just don't feel like they're utilizing him enough.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, this is a guy who basically averages 100 yards a game, and through the first two weeks, he only has 100 yards. And, I mean, he had points against the Packers where he looked pretty good. You know, he got, like, four or five, like, 10-yard carries. But Then he was held to, you know, I, I forget the exact amount. But, yeah, he... No, sorry, it was 90 yards against the Packers, and then only 17 yards on six rushes against the Philadelphia Eagles, so that's not great. You're right, and that's it's very different from what we're we're used to. Usually, they're a very run-first heavy offense, and now they're definitely leaning on the pass more, and not on Dalvin Cook. It's very strange to see.
1: Yeah, messing with me a little bit, too, and he's a guy who's capable of casting passes. You need to throw it more, and I get game script yesterday, right? You get down 24-7 at half. You're going to throw the ball more, but... And I feel like you got 30 minutes left, like make it a point to get the ball in Dalvin Cook's hands.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's that's what makes the passing game easy is when you establish the run game. Once you get the the, the run game going, then you can work on your play action and your deep passes because the defense, if you can't stop the run, then you're not going to be able to stop the pass because it opens everything up.
1: Everything else opens up.
0: And it it does feel weird. I think that they're going to write the ship with Dalvin Cook. I'm not too worried about that. They're just a classic run-first team, and I think that they're going to end up balancing it out a lot more.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just one of those two games and I'm like, I'm a little concerned there. Yeah. I do think you're right. They'll get it right. And ultimately, I just think this was a bad game for the Vikings. I think they're a pretty good team. But you go on the road and you face another pretty good team in Philly, and you got to match their intensity and energy, or yeah, you can have games like that.
0: Ben, ben last night, his hot take was this could be an NFC championship preview. After watching that, I, I still am not a believer in the Vikings. Yes, I'm biased, but I, I still just don't think that Kirk has what it takes to to get them to win an NFC championship or a Super Bowl. I'm
1: I'm not quite there, there. yet. I, I'm with you. Um, I think Kirk's good enough. He has proven it. This team is good enough to get to the postseason, but – do I look at this Vikings team and say they're capable of making a run against the the upper tier NFC teams? No. no.
0: Yeah, I just they just I just I'm don't think they yet. can sustain it for four games straight. That's just me yeah. personally, but yeah. I'm also a biased Packer fan, <laughs> so take that with a grain of salt. But before this season started, basically the the Vikings over under was nine and a half. Everyone took all six of us: Jacob, Ben, me, you, Eric, and DC. Everyone took the over, except for Eric. Eric had the under. Is there a chance to hit the under, or do you still think that they're going to hit double digits? If,
1: if they ride inconsistencies like this all year, then you may very well see 9 and 8, Um, and that would hit the under. My gut would still say 10 and 7, so I'm at the over, but man, they can't be inconsistent like this, a roller coaster yeah. like this all year. If you do this, some teams are going to knock them off that shouldn't knock them off.
0: Yeah, I think that the 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 real Vikings team lies in between what we saw in week one and week two. I don't think that they're as good as what they showed in week one. And I don't think that they're as bad as what they showed in week two. I still think they're going to hit 10 wins. So I'm I'm comfortable with my over still. I just I don't know. I just don't see them as Super Bowl contenders. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, Same
1: here. Yeah. Wishful thinking, Ben. They're not there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, they got I like I like their head coach and I like that they're changing things up on not only offense, but on defense, too. And that duo is still scary was Darius Smith and Daniil Hunter. Those guys are those guys are scary. Good. But yeah, moving on, we have the Packers and Bears. They just played Sunday night. What an awesome game. God, I loved it. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's you know what's going to happen, right? Like every time I I don't get Bears fans here.
0: Like (laughs) That's that's exactly what I was going to say. The
1: Packer thing, Packer game thinking you you're going to win. Yes. Do you honestly, Bears fans, go? It doesn't matter where the game's held—Chicago, Green Bay. Do you honestly go into the Packer game thinking that you're going to win?
0: It's—it's delusional at this point.
1: You're not going to. What? What's Aaron Rodgers? Twenty-four and five against the Bears. It's It's something something
0: ridiculous. It is ridiculous, actually.
1: Chicago, you're going to go into that game and you're going to lose. Yeah.
0: That is what it is. The reason why I love that game so much is because, well, Bears fans just constantly complaining. I mean, it's all over the radio. You ask any fan. Oh, the Packers cheated. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. The Packers uh, cheated.
1: It was the refs' fault. That's another yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's I, been the refs' fault that's caused a 19-game gap in the, yeah. you know winning. Like, come on. It's I, not I, always the refs' fault. You're just not listen, as good as Green Bay.
0: If I if I could do anything for a living, anything in the entire world, it would be my passion, and what my passion is drinking Bears fans tears (laughs) just let them complain man because I love it it, soak it up it tastes Uh, so good (laughs) uh. I'm sorry Bears fans you probably hate me right now but if you're gonna blame the refs play better that's that's all I gotta say yes play better
1: don't get stuffed for the goal at the one
0: it's, that, that was a very controversial call where Justin Fields had a one-yard carry. He, he goes up there, and then there's that picture that's still where you can't really tell if it's a ball or his arm. Look to me, I would have given him the benefit of the doubt, I think, but there really was no conclusive evidence for it. Anyway, stopped him. You held the Packers to a field goal after that, and then guess what you did with the ball? You picked it off to Jair Alexander. Yeah, still we're in it. You still had a chance afterward. I'm sorry, Bears fans. It happens every year. Just get used to it until Aaron Rodgers retires.
1: That's where you're at. That's where you're at. Yeah. You haven't been as good as the Packers. You're not as good as the Packers as long as Aaron Rodgers is there. I'm a Michigan uh, you have fan. Any... I've gotten used to losing to Ohio State on the regular. That's what this is. Yeah.
0: Do you have any, like, ev- evaluation on the Bears? Like, yeah, like, how are you feeling about them? So, they're over-under with six and a half. I think most of us took the under because their roster is really not great.
1: I- I'm still at the under. Like, that whole... San Francisco game in the monsoon, Trey Lance's
0: a throwaway game. start
1: of his first season as starter. Like, I hate to say it's a throwaway game, but it is a throwaway game to me. Congrats. Kudos. You won it. Good job on you. But the True Bears, to me, sunk in Sunday night, and that's not a team that's going to win seven games.
0: No, I one hundred percent agree. I Justin Fields is still one of those guys I can't get a read on. He's he's a good runner. He's got a rocket for an arm, but his accuracy still concerns me and like his you know, where he chooses like his choices yeah, kinda of concerns making, me still. Right? Decision yeah, making. I'm yeah, with thank you. you. So I, I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to think. I just need more I need I need more game film.
1: Yep. And unfortunately, the Bears did him no favors in the offseason. He doesn't have a whole lot of weapons around him to to make him a better quarterback. So yeah,
0: we we touched on it. Uh, Darnell Mooney as your number one. You know, Darnell Mooney's got a lot of potential. He's young. He's good. Mm-hmm. But I don't love him as your number one. Right. I, I'd lo- rather have him as my number two. And they instead they got rid of Allen Robinson and replaced him with okay. Equanimee St. Brown. Not a great look for the Bears. Uh, you know, you t- if when you get your superstar QB, you build that line and you give him weapons.
1: Yep, have
0: to. I will say, though, one thing I was impressed on the Bears, though, they got a good running back duo. David Montgomery, he's got that dog in him. And Khalil uh, Khalil, uh, Khalil Herbert, Herbert.
1: Khalil he's Herbert, got that
0: dog in him, too. Yeah, they, they both do. look They're, good. Both,
1: they're, they're, hard they're, they're
0: both hard runners. They ran
1: hard. So th- that's at least a silver lining for Bears fans. Yeah. Is Everybody's been saying Montgomery's done, Montgomery's done. He's still running hard. He still looks like Ain't a done. good back. And now they're pairing him with another good young back. I mean, it's. They at least have that going for him.
0: I don't understand the David Montgomery slander because whenever I watch bears games, he's the only like good thing that happens in those games. Most of the time, like right. he, he looks like a good runner to me for the last yep. three years. And I, I like him on having him on my fantasy team, but every, every, every rumor is the bears are leaning away from him. And I don't understand right.
1: it. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe bears fans can help us out. Cause I'm with you, Mike. Like I, I just, he's productive. He's productive. Why would you, bench productiveness. Yeah. You don't have a lot of it on your offense. This guy actually moves the chains. This guy makes plays. Like mm-hmm. You're not a good team to begin with. Don't you think you want to feed the ball to the one thing that can actually make plays on offense?
0: Yeah. Then on the other side, we got the Packers, who they finally kind of turned it around after that week one per- brutal performance. Uh, I, like I said, that's just a throwaway game as well. I'm not even thinking about it. Yeah. They looked a little bit better. You know, they, 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 Scored a lot. So the bears, I believe they got off to like a 10 to three lead right away. And then in the second quarter, they let the Packers score three touchdowns. And so in the halftime, it was 24 to 10. I want to say.
1: Yeah. Green Bay just took over at that point. Uh, Aaron Jones looked like a beast. Yes. He got the ball on the outside and he was elusive. He was quick. He was fast. He looks, you know, he looks the part of the top tier running back.
0: Had an awesome game.
1: Yeah. Yes, he did. And, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers like to me that game one you said it coming into the season right the Packers always split with the Vikings okay that was their one that Minnesota gets they'll get him on the return trip to to Lambeau it was throwaway game just like the Saints were in last year I you know I think they just needed a game to kind of get their feet wet get the rust off from you know some of those guys sitting in preseason and Rodgers figures it out he always does no matter who's blocking for him, no matter who he's throwing to, no matter who he's handing the ball off to running the ball, you know, run the ball, he finds a way to figure it out. And the offense does just enough with this very good defense. Uh, the Packers to me look like a legitimate NFC contender.
0: Yeah. And Rogers record after like a brutal loss like that, it's like he's undefeated, I think. So Aaron Rodgers' is back. It was a much more efficient game for him with a couple touchdowns, like a bunch of like 250 yards or so. Looked good. He caught Sammy Watkins for like a 40, 50-yard catch as well, which I I really like seeing. That was huge. Just just getting him involved, being a deep threat, just having some film on him so other teams can worry about him. That's a good thing. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Hopefully more things can can come from it because we do need a wide receiver to step up. You know, Alan Lazar looked okay coming off that injury, but there's still a lack in that wide receiving corpse.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to replace Devontae Adams. It's a matter of over the course of the season, Mm -hmm. who can step up and be an extra threat, like can can, can become a regular target for Rodgers, but Rodgers still Rodgers, they'll do enough offensively with that defense, man. The, The Packers are still, to me, a legitimate NFC contender.
0: Yes, and how the turned tables have turned. Devontae Adams, no longer with the Packers, was held for two receptions for 12 yards last week. He did get a touchdown, but 12, 12 yards. yards.
1: Two catches. He was 12 yards.
0: clearly frustrated on the field at, at points as well in their loss to Arizona. So I as much as I love Devontae, he is deaf. I think he's missing Aaron Rodgers. I do. I
1: think so too, and he asked for this.
0: Yeah, that's, he did.
1: I, I hate to he, say I don't feel he, bad for him, but I don't. He feel turned bad down.
0: He turned down more money to be with the Raiders and Derek Carr than he did with yep. the Packers. Packers did offer him a bigger contract. So, Packer fans, don't be mad at Devontae. It was, uh, you know, it was a business decision. We miss him. We do yeah, miss. That's
1: him. that's fair. That's fair. And right now, I think he's missing Aaron too.
0: Yeah. Well, that's all I got on the NFC North. Do you have anything else? Oh, wait, over-under. So the over-under for the Packers was at 11 going into the season. Ben had the even, I had the over, a couple guys had the under. How about you, Michael? What did you have, the over? I
1: I went the over. I, I saw 12 wins. I saw a team yeah. with 12 wins. And first two weeks, I know they're one and one, but I haven't seen enough to deter me from 12 wins. I can still see 12 and five with this team.
0: Yeah, I still can, too. I think they they might finish right at 11. Yep. But I'm still I still think that they're going to win the the north. That's that's kind of where I'm at. And then they'll lose in the first round. So
1: yeah, they might lose in the first round. But to me, there's no doubting. The Packers are still the team to beat the north. And I think they will win the north again.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. They play Tampa Bay next. Very good chance we get shut out again. Probably gonna be another throwaway game. Packer fans, just just warning you right now. Prepping. Tom Brady owns Aaron Rodgers. Just letting you know. So <laughs> that's my that's my prediction. At least it's you gave. Like, at
1: least you gave Packer fans a warning.
0: They yeah, it's going to be like twenty-seven say, to ten.
1: Right there, you go. There you go. Buckle up, Packer fans. <laughs> yeah.
0: Buckle up. It's going to be another brutal Sunday gonna for us. to be a rough us. one. Yep. Well, that's all I got. How about you? Anything else? I'm
1: good, man. It a this good week. rundown of the NFC North
0: this week. Yeah. I think so too. So we did run a little bit behind, but that is okay because it's the NFC North. These are our teams and we're passionate. Okay. Sorry. We didn't stop at 15 minutes, but you know, it is we what it is. We, just, we love football. Thank you so much for joining and listening in. Please check out our main podcast. Don't you know sports? Subscribe, listen, review, give us feedback, send us questions. If you have like divisional breakdown or teams that you want us to talk about, please let us know. But other than that, have a great rest of your night and peace and love.